The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December 8th, here to break down the three-game schedule in the NBA. And joining me to help me break down the betting card, you guys know him as the newest host on the NBA Gambling Podcast, it's Delonte Smith. Delonte, how you feeling, my man? What's up, man? Ready for a bounce back. Uh, Tuesday show went good with the props, but uh, not so good with the lock and the dog. Uh, as we were discussing earlier, uh, not a not a good night last night. Um, I won like I think one out of four, and the one game that I won was supposed to win it was the Timberwolves. I don't know if you've seen the end of that game. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so looking for a bounce back uh, today. Uh, so uh, we got to keep it going. Yeah, it hasn't been a great week for me either. I'll, I'll be upfront and honest. I, had a, I was on a hot streak last week, uh, right around this time to get into the weekend. So hope will be something I can repeat, but uh, didn't have a great day with player props yesterday. Uh, NBA picks were okay. Uh, if you're following our picks, we'll do our best to get it up on the picks page over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA picks, or just go to the website, just hit NBA. You'll see NBA picks there from uh, myself, Terrell, and then a couple other uh, contributors for the SGPN network. So definitely check us out there for our picks. Um, last night, Delonte, some pretty good action, like you mentioned. Yep. Uh, uh, Minnesota gets the cover at the end with the Rudy Gobert dunk in the end. Um, I think the game of the night, I guess we could just start there, man. It, it was much of a game, but yeah. look, they're a they're a wagon right now, uh, Delonte. Boston goes into Phoenix and just absolutely throttles this team. Uh, that game was over before it even started. I don't right. even know if Phoenix even showed up to the gym last night. Uh, Boston gets the victory, 125-98. It was a lot worse, and the score is indicating uh, the Boston Celtics were up 69-42, to a 27-point lead at the half. Um, came out in third quarter even stronger. They won that third quarter, 35-28. Um, and then at that point, all, all the starters weren't really needed in that fourth quarter. So, <laughs> some much needed rest uh, for the Boston Celtics. And Boston uh, just goes into Phoenix and absolutely just hammers his team, Terrell. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Delonte. Yeah, man. Um, that was one of my losers, actually. Uh, I thought Phoenix would bounce back after that effort that they put um, in the previous game. Uh, they, get, they got Chris Paul back. Uh, I thought that would give him a little bit of uh, a shot in the arm. But like you said, it was a blowout in the score, but it was literally worse than that, way worse than that. Like, they looked like – Phoenix looked like what they did against Dallas um, in that game seven in the playoffs. Maybe worse. I mean, when Josh Okigi or Okogi, sorry if I'm messing up his name, when he's your leading scorer with 28, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's all going to be downhill. I mean, Devin Booker struggled again. I think it was six for 17 or six for 18. There's a foul trouble, yeah, in that game yeah. too. Yeah, so um, – I mean, Boston, like I say it all the time, like I'm just not going against Boston. And I know Rail got some same sentiments about Boston. 
But I mean, I just I thought it was a good spot for Phoenix. I really did. Um, yeah. And it I couldn't be more wrong. Actually, this is just Boston is just on another level. Like I have no idea what anybody's gonna do. To stop, and they don't even look like. I mean, of course they look like they're having fun, but they look like they're just so laser focused. I don't see them like laughing, joking. Nothing. I like like strictly straight business. No matter yeah. who the opponent is, like they look so locked in. It's kind of scary for uh for other NBA teams, but I tell you this, I won't be I won't be going against Boston again. Not until uh, I mean it's got it's gonna have to be some uh, a big advantage or uh, overreaction or something. I I can't do it. I lost on them too much, so that's my uh that's my synopsis for uh, for that game. I won't be going against Boston. Uh, um, for the Boston Sunday it. Yeah, you, you like they against teams. I mean, now they have a record of twenty-one and what are they at? Twenty-one and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sitting at first place, obviously, in the Eastern Conference. Two days off here before they go out to, or they're probably already there in San Francisco, looking for revenge for the NBA Finals. It's gonna be its first. Primetime game uh, on Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors. And, and we were talking about the Warriors last night. They just kind of sat their starters, um, except for Clay. Uh, Clay did play in this game last night. But they just absolutely – I don't know if you caught the end of that game, but they absolutely just fumbled. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the, yeah. In the end, you know, possibly Jordan Poole yeah. fouled. But, I mean, when you're getting into yeah. those final seconds – in a game like that, you you have to shut the door. You have to make your free throws. And unfortunately mm-hmm. for the Golden State Warriors, they they had a turnover, got the easy basket, did the Utah Jazz to seal that game for them and got the victory there. But I think that more so they sat their starters to get them extra rest, probably in preparation for the big Saturday. game on Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think was, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I seen the end of that game also, and it did look like Poole was fouled. But I mean, he had a, he had a chance to you know to seal it, and it, like he one of the best free throw shooters in the NBA. And then he missed. Did he miss one? Or I know one. he missed one for sure. Let me see if I can go back. And yeah, find I, I thought it. he I thought he might have missed one uh, that could have probably sealed it. And then I think uh, Malik Beasley hit that three to mm-hmm. cut it to one. Um, yeah. And then uh, forgot who went to the line. Uh, but I, I, I think they missed here. also. But yeah, the ending of that game was was crazy. Poole probably did get fouled. I mean, he yeah. the uh, the guy I can't remember his name, Simone or Simon or something like that. That hit the game winner. He was yeah. the one that stripped it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like he came down pretty hard. I I thought it was all ball at first, but then when they you know slowed it down, of course. But you can't you know you can't rely on that. They had plenty of opportunities to to close the game. And yeah. So. Uh, Jordan Poole missed a free throw with about mm-hmm. 13 seconds left, and then okay. uh, he hit the second one. Jazz called a timeout. Like you said, Malik Beasley hits that three-point mm-hmm. shot, and then the Warriors called a timeout, I think, on the inbounds pass is where yep, Jordan the- Poole yeah, got fouled mm-hmm. by Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and then you know they were able to get the ball yeah. down the court and get the uh, uh, dunk by Fitochi. If I'm, not, I'm probably butchering that, but um, he got. I didn't, the want, I didn't even want to say his last name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably butchering that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jazz get the victory, one twenty four, one twenty three. Anything around the association uh, last night that kind of stuck out to you uh, um, yesterday? Delonte? SGA and uh, and Ja was fun. I mean, uh, SGA didn't have his best night. Uh, he shot. I don't know if you've seen the box score, but he shot nineteen free throws. Nobody yeah. on his te- nobody on his team shot more than two. Like. Yeah. I don't know what the deal with that is. I mean, 
Um, but other than that, uh, they were they had uh, they had chances. They were down three going into the fourth. Uh, they were yep. playing Memphis really well. Uh, had a bad fourth quarter, a real bad fourth quarter, similar to um, the Kings. The Kings were down, I think, four or five going into the fourth quarter, and uh, they laid a dud in the fourth quarter as well. Um, but some really good games around. The Knicks still own Atlanta in uh, regular season. I think yep. uh, Real and Scott were talking about that last night. Mm-hmm. Or yesterday, I'm sorry. Uh, other than that, man, uh, some it was some interesting, interesting games. Uh, like we talked about two of them. Um, I'm looking through. Uh, Brooklyn fell asleep again. Clippers, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Brooklyn was controlling that game, and then they just f- fell asleep like they normally do. They probably got bored. Um, but Brooklyn, yeah. I like what I, I like what I'm seeing from Brooklyn though. Yeah, Brooklyn had an 18-point lead at the half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte outscores them in the third quarter, 32-23 to 23, to make it a game. Um, and they also outscored them in the fourth quarter to the Hornets, 29-26. to 26. But Brooklyn holds, holds on to the lead, get the six-point victory. But uh, Charlotte does get the cover in that game. Um, not sure if Brooklyn should have been laying 10 points. I'm in hindsight now, but... You're right. I, I think Scott has talked about this a lot as well as that they just find ways to let other teams back into the game. And I think that last night was an example of that of the Brooklyn Nets where they let, you know, uh, Charlotte Hornets back into the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, some pretty good games. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Clippers game when we talk about the Clippers here tonight yeah. in their schedule um, in their overtime loss to the Orlando Magic. But anything else uh, before no, we get into the games here? I think we pretty much uh I think we pretty much hit on everything. Uh yeah, I think we pretty much hit on everything. The Pelicans still winning without two key guys. Just they Yeah. Yeah, but uh I think we hit on pretty much everything. All right. Uh yeah, so three games on the Thursday night schedule here in the association. Usually how it goes on these Thursday night uh uh slates in the NBA. Usually we get about two to four games on those Tuesday and Thursday nights, travel days for a lot of teams. Uh but Delonte, let's just get right into it, my man. Uh, first game on the schedule, it's going to be a 7.30 Eastern start. Uh, this one is going to be on NBA TV. It's going to be the L.A. Clippers headed down to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Uh, this line opened up, uh, let's see here. Um, four, I think. Yeah, four and a half it opened up at for the Miami Heat. And that number is now all the way up to minus six Mm -hmm. in favor of the Miami Heat. Uh, total opened up at 215 and a half. That number has been bet uh, down to 213 and a half. See some 214s out there as well uh, for the total. Um, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with Miami because they always it's always fun to or not fun, but it's always a, <laughs> an adventure to go through their injury report. So all the guys that are probable here tonight, it's going to be Tyler Hero, Haywood Highsmith, Nikola Jovic. Victor Oladipo, who did make his season debut last uh, in his last game for the Miami Heat. Duncan Robinson, Max Schroes, all those guys are probable tonight. The two questionable tags are going to be Jimmy Butler and uh, Dwayne Dedman for the Miami Heat. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Now for the Clippers, like we talked about, they did play last night against the Orlando Magic in Orlando. So not too much of a travel because they are in the same state, uh, but... This game went to overtime last night. They played an extra five minutes where the Clippers led 
the Orlando Magic back in the game, or we can say Orlando Magic is a team that just doesn't give up, especially on their home floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that third quarter, they outscored the Clippers 31-29, won that quarter by two points, but it was really the fourth quarter uh, for the Orlando Magic where they outscored the Clippers 28-21, to forced overtime, and then they went into overtime and got the victory over the LA Clippers 116-111. We did see... Kawhi Leonard play in that game. Uh, Delante, also Paul George was in that game as well. Not a great shooting night for both of the superstars of that team. They combined to go for 7 of 27 in that game against the Orlando Magic. So that's not going to get it done when your two best players have that type of shooting night. But uh, if you have any thoughts from the game last night, and then we can transition to this game here tonight between the Miami Heat and the Clippers. Uh not really. I mean, the Clippers just they, they were they're similar to um, Brooklyn. Like they just they get. I think they had a decent sized lead, maybe a double digit lead midway through the game. Yeah, and um, they just they just fell asleep at the wheel. Uh, I didn't take too much out of it, other than you know Orlando. You know they get up. They're going to get up for those games and play a little bit harder because of you know the quality of team that they're playing at home and they're really you know feisty and they fight at home. Uh, Kawhi. And PG did a pretty good job on Pancaro. He was, he was pretty frustrated early on. Um, Ten of his twenty-three came in uh, overtime, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, they had him in check pretty much the entire game. Uh, the Clippers just—I mean, you never know what you're going to get until they get some consistency. I don't really know what we can, you know, expect. Or it's, they're a hard team to handicap, pretty much, like because you never know who's in, who's out. Uh, the only consistent thing is—I mean—they do play good defense. Um, mm-hmm. They are uh, fifth in points allowed, so that's one thing that is steady that Lou does. Uh, he does play defense, but it's got to be hard for him, you know, constantly having people in and out of the lineup. Uh, and not making excuses for him, of course, because they are one of the deepest teams in the league. But it's kind of hard when you don't have your full allotment of players. Uh, other than that, I didn't see much in that uh, in that Orlando game. Uh, did you see anything that stuck out to you? No, I mean. <sighs> These two teams are probably two more of the most, or Miami Heat and the <clears throat> sorry, the Clippers, probably the two most difficult teams to handicap so far this season. As far as last night for the Clippers, I just think it's it's just that guys have been in and out of the lineup for them. When you talk about their two best players, right, Kawhi Leonard, and you talk about Paul George, and those guys have been dealing with injuries or injury management, whatever you want to call it. And that really messes with the chemistry of the team. Yep. And I think that we saw that when Chris Middleton came back for the Bucks, right, where they lost that game to the Lakers just because when you're bringing your second, arguably your second best player mm-hmm. back on the team, it's going to be, it's difficult for the offense to keep that rhythm up going when you're trying to integrate back a player like Chris Middleton. I think the same thing last night for the Phoenix Suns. And outside of Boston just being the, best team in the NBA right now, the most dominant team right now, Delonte. When you get a player like Chris Paul back who has the ball in his hand is your point guard, it's going to mess with the chemistry. Obviously, mm-hmm. foul trouble was a thing last night for the uh, for the, uh, for the Devin Booker and the Suns last night as well. They weren't able to get them in the rhythm, but when you have guys in and out of the lineup, it's difficult to just have that chemistry. You know what I'm trying to say? So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, and I can think that's the the problem for both of these teams, the Clippers and the Miami Heat. So as far as tonight goes, we're seeing money come in on the Miami Heat right now. But you take a look at the numbers here, Delonte. Miami 8-16-1 overall against the spread. They're just 3-9-1 against the spread at home. 
They're three, eight, and one against the spread um, as home favorites. So they're just not covering games. I, I, I'm going to be on the Clippers here tonight, plus the six points. Um, the Clippers, look, despite everything that's kind of gone on with the injury report and mm-hmm. for them throughout the season, they've still found a way to win 14 games this season, right? They're still 14 and 12. They're still, I think they're a top five seed still right now in that yep. Western conference. So um, we did see some alerts last night about guys that are going to be in this game. Let me see if I can quickly find that. But if you want to give your handicap for this game between the Clippers and the uh, Heat. Yeah, um, honestly, I, w- I was, uh, I laid four early on the, on the look ahead simply because I, I, my mindset was that, um, at least one of Kawhi Leonard or Paul George weren't going to play. And I thought, I mean, probably going to be Kawhi Leonard who's not going to play. And I thought Jimmy would be ruled in uh, simply because he took the night off uh, when they played. Uh, I forgot who they played. I lost on them uh, on Tuesday show. Uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they re- he rested against Detroit. So I think he'll be back. And uh, I mean, at six, six and a half, I probably would stay away from it. Um, but I liked it a li- when it was a little bit shorter, thinking that, you know, some of those variables might change. Uh, as we get closer to it, yeah. one thing I do like uh, better is the under. Okay, this this is gonna like play out to be like a 1990s, 1991 Miami Heat, New York Knicks type of game, maybe like 98, 95, or 96, 92, something okay. like that. Um, two of the last, uh, the um, Clippers are two and three straight up, and one and four uh, ATS last five. And you stated you uh, rattled off the uh, Heat number. The Miami Heat numbers, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, they haven't been really good at all. Uh, three of the last five have went under, though, uh, which is, you know, on my side. They scored under 100 points in three of the last five. Yeah. Both teams are bottom five in points per game. So, like, it's, it all balances out to an under game, even if those guys don't go. Uh, I think that, you know, both teams will be able to, you know, Stymie the other team's offense. I mean, they don't have much of it anyway. And you would think that the Clippers would be more offensively driven with two of the, you know, better offensive guys. But that's not the case. Uh, both top 10 in defensive rating. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, It's all pointing to an under for me. Uh, is it at 213 and a half? I know I've seen 215 on the open. Uh, Currently seeing 214 over on win bet. Yeah, yeah. I'll t- yeah, I'll take that under. Uh, I like the under in this game. Um the Heat do have a really good lineup, uh, second in points per possession with mm-hmm. Kyle Stru- with Kyle Lowry, uh, Max Struess, Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, and Bam. So that lineup is really effective for them. I mean, but, you know, since Jimmy's been in and out of the lineup, you, you, they don't play a lot of possessions. They're also fourth in, fourth in point differential. Uh, so that's something to watch when they're on the floor together. Uh, but yeah, I would lean to uh, Miami. I wouldn't play it at six, six and a half. Uh, but I definitely like the under in the game. Yeah. Um, for the Clippers side, uh, let me just rattle off who is playing here for them. So Luke Kennard is going to be in. Paul George is going to be in, or he said he expects to play tonight as of last night. That's what he said. And also, John Wall will be playing in this game as well uh, for the LA Clippers. So we're just waiting on the. I. Very much doubt that Kawhi Leonard is going to play here right. tonight, right. Um, especially being in a back-to-back situation. Drew pointing out um, he don't cover at home. Yeah, man, we, yeah, we read don't. the numbers they there. Don't. Yeah, they, don't. they don't cover. I think that if Miami wins, it's probably going to be within three points, four points possibly. Um, but I think there's a good chance where I like your play, Delonte, on the under here. Um, another mention, the 
chat fading Bam until he shows us something different. Thoughts on Bam here, Delonte? Because, yeah, he's been uh, kind of underwhelming. It, it seems like he's – I don't know if he doesn't have the confidence or what's going on with Bam. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't um, I don't really know. Uh, I watched a couple of um, a couple of Miami Heat games, and he did look kind of like out of sorts. Uh, he has had 20-plus in uh, five of the last six. But, I mean, he does have games where he's kind of like non-existent. And if you – I know you remember the uh, Pat Riley's exit interview – Bam was the only guy that got praised. Like he, yeah. Pat Riley was saying, like everybody should give Bam. And I don't know if if he's lacking confidence or maybe he might be dealing with some injuries or what. But uh, yeah, he does look a little bit flustered. It's hard for me to you know rag on a North Carolina guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he uh, he has been a little bit flustered. I mean, maybe he's he's not a one. So with Jimmy being out. They're probably putting more pressure on him. I mean, him and Hero do they do rely on him a lot. But I mean, that's you got paid to do that, so you're supposed to perform. So I will give him that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be looking at anything Bam related until unless Jimmy's in, in the lineup where he can slide back into that two A two B role mm-hmm. with uh, him and Tyler Hero. Yeah, I know player props out yet either for this game. Or we're just waiting for some injury news uh, for both these teams. Uh, starting to see some starting to pop up, but um, nothing definitive at least for mm-hmm. the Miami side. Um, Anything else for this game, uh, Delonte? Before we get over to the next uh, game, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for props. Um, I know, but uh, if you can find um, when they drop, it's usually around two and a half uh, for Max Strus to go over his threes. He had three plus in six of his last nine, so that's something to look at. If it's uh, two and a half, reasonably juiced. It's usually reasonably juiced, about one twenty or under. Um, okay. Yeah, so I like that one. Uh, Kyle Lowry points under. Uh, he he's more he's in more of a facilitator role. He's not even looking to score. Yeah, uh, I think he'll his scoring will pick up as he gets into you know playoff form, but right now he's not looking to score right now. So those are just two things that I would look at. Obviously, we don't have numbers on him just yet, but uh, if it's right at, I think it's right at like 15, 14 and a half, 15, I'll probably look under um, on that and uh, over on Struce threes. Yeah, I'm only starting to see some Clippers uh, player props slowly drop here, but. Uh... Yeah, nothing yet for the Miami Heat. Probably waiting, obviously, on the Jimmy Butler news um, for the uh, player props for them. Um, All right, before we continue the conversation here, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That's going to be WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet that you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet, and WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Roster brought to you by Dave. With the holidays around the corner, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts. Dave can help you get out of a pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or just struggling to make ends meet, the holidays can be a really stressful time for you and your family. But with Dave, You can get money sooner or you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones and not having to worry about much money you have to get through the week. 
Dave is a banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. There's more money to buy those last-minute gifts or just simply catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch or you just need some extra help, download the Dave app and think of it as a helping hand from the future you. So all you got to do is download the Dave app from the App Store right now or go to dave.com slash SGPN. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust Member FDIC. All right, uh, Delonte, let's get into the next game of the night. That's going to be uh, in my home state here in Texas. Uh, it's going to be a crosstown rivalry. The Houston Rockets heading down I-10 to take on the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, this line opened up minus one in favor of the Houston Rockets. The number has pretty much stayed the course at minus one and a half. Starting to see some minus ones pop up as well. Total opened up at 231 and a half. Uh, that number has been bet down just a tick to 231. Uh, starting to see some 230 and a halves pop up as well. Looking at the injury report for this uh, game, let's start with the Houston Rockets. Uh, Josh Christopher is uh, officially questionable here tonight. He has a left foot contusion. Uh, Bruno Fernando is also questionable tonight. He's dealing with a non-COVID related illness. Kevin Porter Jr. also questionable here tonight with right knee soreness, so definitely keep an eye out for that. For the San Antonio Spurs, um, I'll just they have a very very long injury. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> the whole team is the whole team is up there. Man. The whole, <laughs> Pop got the whole team up there. So I'll I'll read off the guys that are officially out. So we know Jeremy Sohan is officially out. Uh, Devin Vassell is officially doubtful for tonight. Jakob Pertl is also out tonight. Um, and then Blake Wesley is also out here tonight. The two guys that are probable, Romeo Langford and Doug McDermott, are probable here tonight for the San Antonio Spurs. So two teams that are <laughs> we knew coming into the season, Delonte, that were not going to be very good, that are probably going to be in the sweepstakes for Victor uh, Wenbenyama. Um, San Antonio has just kind of fully embraced the tankathon after getting off to a pretty good start to the season, but they uh, started, hey, we probably need to pump the brakes here a little bit, uh, probably what San Antonio said here. But, you know, Houston, you know, they've, they've been feisty, right? They got the victory over the Sixers on Monday with the return of James Harden for the Philadelphia 76ers and back into Houston. So if you're kind of watching this Rockets team like I have been, you know, they're they're not giving up as easily as people are expecting. So they're getting up for some of these spots against some of the better teams in the NBA. But, Dante, let's start with the spread here. Rockets are a minus one-point favorite in San Antonio tonight, taking on the San Antonio Spurs. What are you thinking about this game? Uh, Man, this is going to be a completely different uh, pace from the first game that we talked about. This is going to be like an AAU game, uh, I think. Yeah. Like, both teams going to get get up and down the court. Houston, um, they got a lot of talent. They just don't know how to, like, mesh it all together to play winning basketball just yet. Um, this is their first time being favored all season. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. I mean, obviously it's only, you know, a short number, but um, I think that 
Houston is playing harder than what San Antonio is, and that might be by design. Uh, San Antonio is one and nine last ten ATS, zero and five straight up and ATS the last five games. Um, and as you 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 know ran off the injury report, they don't even want to play guys. Yeah. So I think I think Houston might be a, a good play. I seen that it opened up um, one and a half two. Uh, that was like overnight, and then it got bit down and then back up and then down again so it's kind of like a battle right now uh but i would lean on the sidewise i would lean to houston simply because they're going to come out and play hard uh and they probably got superior talent than what uh san antonio is going to put on the floor at this time uh but like it's going to be a it's going to be a aau game both teams allowed over 120 points uh per game in the last five uh san antonio's gave up 130 plus in two of the last five it's it's going to be a AAU game so in that i would lean with the athletes and uh go with houston yeah look uh for this san antonio team right now they are currently on a god what is it 10 game losing streak right now 11 game losing streak and it's pretty much been how like you mentioned how bad their defense has been uh, it's been atrocious. I think that's a, maybe even saying it as an understatement. And Rockets defense hasn't been very good either. So over the last five games, at least for both of these teams, take a look at it defensive rating wise. San Antonio number twenty eight uh, in the entire league, and Rockets are dead last uh, as far as defensive rating minus. Sorry, yeah, one twenty three point three. Offensively, the Rockets have been a little better. They do mm-hmm. have the talent there. When we talk about guys like Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., Alpern and Shangoon. I think he should have a big game here tonight for the Rockets um, and Jabari Smith Jr. as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rockets here tonight minus the one, you know, they've they've talked about in, you know, post-game interviews and, and press conferences that they are tired of losing and they do want to win games. And, you know, going into San Antonio tonight where half of the team is compromised here, where you don't have possibly two of your top three players in Jeremy so- uh, Sohan, and uh, Devin Vassell, Kelvin Johnson will be out there for this team. So, again, like you mentioned, I think the talent right now is better for this Houston Rockets team, and it's just going to be a question if they're going to put in that effort on the defensive side of the basketball, or are they just going to want to go out there and just outscore the San Antonio Spurs and try to put up 120, 125 points here tonight? And like you mentioned, um, the Spurs have just – they've been giving up the points, right? 143, 119, 117, <laughs> 133 over their last five games alone. So, That's um, yeah, and offensively, they haven't been very good either, right? The last two games, they haven't been able to reach the 100-point mark against the Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns. Possibly a different story here tonight, like going up against the Rockets, who are the worst defensive-rated team, over at least over the last five games uh, in the entire association. So I agree with you. I will go with the uh, Rockets here minus the one. Mm-hmm. I can't play an under in this game if we're talking yeah, about the total here. Like, definitely, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't dare it's play over under. pass. Yeah, I, I definitely would uh, would go over. I mean, the money's coming in on the under, so I don't know if they know something we don't right now. But um, both teams are bottom five in points allowed, field goal percentage allowed, and three point percentage allowed. Yeah. So they're not. I mean, that just goes to show, you know, they're de- they're not playing any defense at all. And another thing that could lead to an over is turnovers. So yeah. both teams are bottom five in uh, turnover percentage, which is percentage of possessions ending in a turnover. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of up and down. It's going to lead to some turnovers, some easy baskets. So I think that all bodes well for an over. Um, like it's just going to be. 
it's gonna be a fun game. I mean, if you into watching, I guess AAU games, you could just go to your <laughs> local gym and watch this. But uh, and something I did notice with this uh, Houston, they are giving up uh, effective three point field goal percentage fifty nine point eight allowed. Wow. That that's, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. That's obviously that's thirtieth in the NBA. Like that's, yeah. and I mean, I don't even know if San Antonio has enough offense to be able to exploit that. Um, but they, like I said, they just all the signs point to an over. I'll be on the over for sure. Uh, I don't see how I, I don't see how it stays under with these bad defenses. Um, I really don't. Yeah, I will say this: the Rockets' uh, first quarters are five and zero, oh, or last five. Uh, First quarter games for the Rockets, uh, they are five and zero to the over. They have a net rating. I'm gonna let you guess this, uh, Delante. In the first quarter, and I thought there was there is one team that is worse. What is their net rating in that first quarter for the Rockets over the, the Rockets, last five games? Five games. Uh, you just routed it off. Um, I'll say eleven. They're minus forty. What in the 40? first quarter? In the first quarter alone, how is that uh, possible? They have a defensive rating in the first quarter, Delante, of one fifty-two point eight. Now, just to put that into context, the Orlando Magic are number twenty-nine in that span. They're at one thirty-four point seven. Jesus. I mean, uh, yeah. So I kind of want to look at, and since we're on the topic here of how many points are actually allowing in that first quarter, all the Rockets. When you, I think you, you brought up the uh, the defensive rating for both teams. You said did, you gave it for the last five games, correct? I gave it for the last five. Yeah. Yeah. It's ironically the way you said it. It's reversed for the full season. So I think you said that. Um, Houston was twenty eight. Uh, Houston was thirtieth, and uh, San Antonio was twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. It's complete opposite for the full uh, for the full, full season. season. Yeah, Houston is twenty eighth in defensive rating, and uh, San Antonio was thirtieth. So I thought yeah. that was it. I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, if you kind of also look at the three point defense for the San Antonio Spurs, it's it's there in the bottoms of the league as well. So I would expect guys like. Jalen Smith, uh, uh, sorry, J- Jalen Green, uh, to get up three point shots here as well. The one player I do like to make some three point shots here tonight, and one of my buddies has been writing this. It's been Jabari Smith Jr. Yep. over two and a half three point shots made. Yep. Take a look at the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, they're number thirtieth in a three point percentage allowed from the beyond the arc, at close to forty percent. Dead last, they're allowing thirteen point one makes per game, which ranks number twenty five in the entire league. Rockets. Rank number 30. So I think we'll see a lot of three-point shots being put up in this game here, uh, Delonte. Yeah, I, uh, I, that was in my notes as well. Jabari Smith over two and a half threes. He's actually at plus money too. Yeah, it uh, is, got, it, yeah, and it has been every single game. Yeah, that's and he's made uh, he's made three or more in seven of the last eight. Yep. So I, yeah. I think I think that's a good I think that's a good problem. I also would look at his points and rebounds. Um, mm-hmm. Being that uh, San Antonio is going to be missing Pirtle and uh, the other big guy, uh, Bates Diop, I think is his mm-hmm. name. I and think so he's in tonight. Let me do Oh, oh base the opposite. Um, I think I saw an alert oh, okay. that he oh. was going to be in. Let me do Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. He's out. Okay. Yeah. So with both of those being uh, absent and then um, they're going to be playing mostly like a lot of Keldon Johnson at the five a little bit more. And Sohan's out as well. He usually plays some small ball five for them as well. Yeah. Um, so I will look for Jabari to be able to get some uh, rebounds. And uh, I think I've seen his points plus rebounds at 19 and a half. Mm-hmm. So. I kind of I kind of like that. Uh, also, looking at Jalen Green assists, yeah, he had, he's had five plus and nine of the last twelve. Mm-hmm. So he's playing more of a facilitator role. 
I think Christopher was on the injury report. Yeah, he's uh, questionable. Yeah, so he'll do a lot of the ball handling if Christopher's out. He has been lately. I watched yeah. the um, not watched, but I've listened to uh, Bill Simmons' podcast. He had Jalen Green on on it uh, over the summer. And he was talking about how he wanted to improve his playmaking mm-hmm. and uh, making guys better. So, as I, so that was something I've been watching uh, during the season, and he has been doing a better job of it. But they just, you know, they just don't. They're young. They're yeah. all like college kids at the end of the day. Yeah. They're supposed to be in college, so they're kind of like they don't know what to do, how to play with each other. They don't know if they should, ye- if I should yell at this guy. You know, it's kind of like they need a veteran. And I mean, Eric Gordon, pretty sure is the only veteran in there, and he's likely to be shipped out. So yeah, uh, yeah, I like those two props. Anything else that you like prop wise? I was looking at Shane Goon double double here tonight. I mm-hmm. think that he can have a good night on the boards here for the uh, Rockets, um, especially without Jakob Pertl in there. Um, they're lacking a little bit of size inside, right? Are the San Antonio Spurs yep, um, yep. against the center position? I was looking this up here. Let me see. Um, against the center position, the San Antonio Spurs are allowing 15.3 rebounds per contest. So I see Shane Goon's uh, double-double here tonight at plus 135. And then if you want to really be a DJ here tonight, like uh, Delonte mentioned, Jabari Smith, Plus four thirty to get a double double here tonight, and he yeah, did get maybe. one in the last game. I, yeah, that one is a double overtime. Maybe that's why he got there. But yeah. uh, we, we've seen flashes where he can rebound. Yeah, I, I think so. I'll, I'll, I might take a shot. I might take a shot at that. I mean, it's just that he he's just like sometimes he's in his own way. He did this at Auburn too. A mm-hmm. lot of people blame a lot of people blame the guards for it, but sometimes he can go and hide. Like he was the best player on the floor at Auburn and. At times, he would be more aggressive. He'd be in the post. He'd be doing this. And I see some of that same thing in Houston. Like, sometimes he'll be, like, ultra aggressive. Like, he'll even bring the ball up. Uh, he'll be posting up smaller uh, forwards or even guards on on the pick-and-roll switch with him and Jalen Green. That yeah. pick-and-roll between him and Jalen Green is really effective. I don't have the numbers on it, but I was, uh, I was looking at it uh, for this game, and uh, – they're really interesting. So if you've got some time, look at the pick and roll numbers for Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. Pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I like that four thirty. That's not too bad. It's not too yeah. bad. All right. Anything else for this game here, uh, Delonte? For good to the last game of the night. Uh, look at Kildon Johnson points and rebounds over. Uh, I mean, if Vassell's not playing, he's the only other offensive yeah. option. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, he's it's, doubtful for tonight. Yeah, just pure volume. This is a pure volume play. If there's going to be a lot of shots put up. Keldon's going to be doing a lot of rebounding. Like we mentioned, the two big guys are out uh, along with Sohan. Um, yeah. So I look for him. I think it's 30 and a half, if I'm not mistaken, points and rebounds. Yep, 30 so, uh, Yeah, I look, I look at that over, and uh, that would probably be it. That's he, He's the only player that's, like, even remotely watchable or playable for the Spurs. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's get over to the last game of the night, possibly the game of the night here. It's going to be the Denver Nuggets headed to Portland to take on the Blazers. Uh, It's going to be a 10 o'clock Eastern start, I believe, uh, for this game. Uh, Looking at the opening lines for this game, I am seeing that the Portland Trailblazers, sorry, the Denver Nuggets actually opened up as a one-point favorite. That line has now flipped over to the side of Portland at minus one. Uh, total opened up at 226.5. That number has been bet up. Some money coming in on the over at 227.5 now over on win bet. 
Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, start with the road team here, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, KCP is probable here tonight. Michael Porter Jr. has already been ruled out, and that is pretty much it. For the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Drew Eubanks, Josh Hart, Keon Johnson are all probable here tonight. And uh, Gary Payne II continues to make his rehab to return to competition for the Portland Trail Blazers. And Nasir Little is also out uh, for the uh, Portland Trail Blazers as well. But uh, Damian Lillard did make his return for this team earlier this week, or sorry, last week. Uh, he will be a go in this game here as well. Uh, Delonte, let's start with the side here, my man. A minus one right now for the Portland Trail Blazers. Hosting the Denver Nuggets, who are coming off a loss against yep. the God, I forgot who they play that other night. Uh, uh, Dallas, and and that was another that was a lockdown loss as well, man, on Tuesday show. So, uh, but I got a question for you. So before we yeah. get into the handicap, so you remember when Joker and Nurkic were playing for um, for Denver? Do you think that would have worked out long term, or do you think it wouldn't have? I mean, I know they got rid of uh, of. Nurkic because of they thought they seen something in Joker, which obviously they did. But I think that's pretty interesting of like a what would have been because I think they could have been pretty effective if they had the right pieces around him. Uh, I think because Nurkic is or Jokic is a I don't want to say ball dominant, but yeah, I get what you're saying though. I think for him to flourish like he has when he's won those the MVPs. I think that I don't think it would have worked because then Nurkic would have been, you know, for the, at least for stats purposes, like Nurkic would have got all the rebounds, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because yeah. he is a rebounding machine. I think the vision is what the Denver Nuggets wanted was right. what they're getting right now from Aaron mm-hmm. Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. That's, that's yeah. where I was going at too. I think Aaron Gordon is a better fit for them because he can actually defend yeah. And he's more athletic. He can get out and run. Nurkic yeah. and Joker on the court together. They they you know slogging up the court. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting that both of those they had both of those guys. Yeah. And uh, I I think that's what like quote unquote Minnesota was going for with Towns and Gobert to a lesser extent. Um, but obviously that's not working out. Um, yeah. But yeah, as for the game, uh, I, over is what I would play. The most, I mean, both teams efficient offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, four of the last five matchups have went over between these teams. Um, Denver, with they've got Dame back, so uh, they, I mean, not Denver, uh, Portland has got Dame back. Um, uh, they're just two and three straight up in ATS the last five, and that goes back to what you were saying about uh, players being integrated as far as meshing well together. So mm-hmm. Dame's back and Dame is Dame, but everybody has to slide down a notch. So Simons is not the one or 1A to Jimmy Grant. So everybody has to adjust to life with and without Dame. So being that he's back, uh, guys are getting a little bit stagnant. They're watching him dribble more. Uh, so the offensive fish he has dipped down when Dame is in, simply because he's a ball-dominant guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but both teams are efficient offensively still. Uh, Denver is one of the most offensive uh, efficiency, one of the better, most offensive efficiency teams. First in mm-hmm. field goal percentage, second in three point percentage. Um, they move the ball really well. They just, I don't know what it is. They just fall behind so much early on. I don't know if it's, you know, they're not ready to play right away and they got to get adjusted or what, but they just really fall behind early. They fell behind early with uh, Dallas. Dallas pretty much was dominating that game until the end. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I have about, like one of the gripes I have about Denver. There are zero and three straight up in ATS the last three. 
six and nine ATS on the road. Uh, so I would lean to Portland. Uh, nothing strong. I know it's been like toggling back and forth, plus one, minus one, both sides. I would lean to Portland, uh, but more strong on the over uh, with these two offensive teams. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game here to watch tonight. Yep. And I think like you mentioned, what Denver downfall has kind of been is that defensively they just haven't been very good um, in that span, right? Offensively, yeah, we know what they can do. But defensively, kind of look at their defensive rating for the season. Uh, they are number 26 in the entire league um, for the entirety of the season. It has improved a little bit over the last five games for them for their defensive rating, but it's still at number 2020. Sorry, uh, they rank number 22, which is well below league average. Um, so I think that's part of the area that they have to work on, where Portland on the other side has been um, defensive Why They haven't been very good either, right? So I think that's what's kind of leading to the over on the points here tonight. I agree with you. The number has come in on the over uh, for this game. Uh, it's up to 227 and a half, like I mentioned. So that is one of my favorite plays. You kind of look at the offensive stats for both of these teams. Like you mentioned, three-point shooting. They are both uh, top 10 or actually top five. Mm-hmm. Denver shoots the ball, uh, the three-point shot. They rank number two as far as team percentage. Portland number four. Um, and then both teams allow well below league average. Portland number 18 allowing Opponents to shoot 35.8%. And then also uh, Denver is number 20, allowing 36.3%. And um, they're both giving up right around 12 to 13 makes per contest. So I think that, you know, three-point shots are going to be flying here tonight. Um, The one part that does concern me about the over is that these teams don't really like to push the pace a lot. Uh, They are number 24 and number 28 as far as uh, pace goes. But offensively, Offensive wise, you know, both are, like I said, efficient and they like to shoot that three point ball, uh, three point uh, shot, uh, which has been falling for both teams. So um, I agree about the over here as well at 227. As far as a side, I would probably go with the home team, Portland, maybe early on first quarter or the uh, second or first half uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. I'm trying to pull up the numbers for their first half. It should be. It, so it should be. Uh, oh, oh, okay. He's talking about that. Yeah, it should be pick like pick or right around like a half for um, for Portland for the first quarter. Maybe a point. Um, uh, let me see. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Early on, I like Portland early on. Um, first. All right, here we go. Quarters. So first quarter, they are. Minus one and a half at plus 120. Maybe you'll be able to find a minus one. Uh, definitely shop around for that. And then for the first half, yeah, it's the same spread. It's minus one for is the it, up. Is it still plus money? Uh, uh, first half is uh, even money. Oh, I might play that. Minus one. Yeah, I might play that. Um, yeah, I'll have to look at their first yeah. quarter and first half numbers. But, yeah, that, that seems – I mean, Denver just – they don't come out – like with any intensity or any sense of urgency, they just come out and I think maybe it's like a filling out process or, or something, Mm -hmm. but they don't come out, uh, you know, as assertive as they are late in the game. I think they get down and they get more, uh, they get more urgency in them and then they start performing, but early on, they're not good at all. Uh, so I might look at that as well. It's, It's good numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe Portland early on. I still do like them for the full game here. As yeah, yeah, well. me, too. me too. But I think for, I think for this game, I think we both do like the over in this yeah. game. I think, yeah, I think it'll come down to the wire um, for both of these teams. Uh, any player props that we are looking at for this game here, Delonte? Uh, quite a few actually. Uh, before we get got? into that player props, 
Did you so if you had to guess at like where Portland ranks in like rim rate, which is percentage of shots at the rim, where do you think they would rank it? My guess would be like bottom ten. Yeah, see, they're top five. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of surprising to me that they take that many shots at the rim. Like that's yeah. I, they're a three point like they seem like a three point barrage. Like they just shoot every time from three, but they actually get to the rim at a, a pretty good rate, which is their fifth in rim rate. So um, that's pretty surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, man, I like a lot of props in this game. I'll start yeah, off with the I start off with the one I like the most, which is plus money Nurkic. Uh, double double at plus. I think I see plus one thirty five, one forty ish. Okay. Um, I was looking earlier. He's had one in five of the last eight. Um, I also, if you don't, you know, want to um, play that, you can look at his assists. Uh, over two and a half. He's had four plus in five of the last six. That should be at plus money too. I think that was at plus like one hundred five, one ten ish. Um, I like that. Also, look at Simon's assist over. Um, now some of the Simon's numbers might be a little bit inflated being that Dame is back and he was having the ball in his hands more. Yeah. So I would kind of try to stay away from like, I would try to keep it at like four or four and a half. If it's five or over, I wouldn't play it. Um, I didn't see his assist numbers. Um, uh, Simon's is at four and a half at plus one twenty. Yeah. So I play, I play four. I think he, I play four or four and a half. I think you can get that. Um, and, uh, also bones Highland. I didn't see any bones Highland props. Did you? Uh, not yet. That I think because he's coming off. Uh, sorry, comes off the bench. You probably have to wait closer yeah. to game time. Yeah, but he's at fifteen plus in eight of the last eleven. He really has taken a stranglehold on that um, that lead guard role uh, in the second with the second unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when they stagger uh, Joker's minutes and they get Bones and Joker together, they are like lethal. Like together, they they don't have enough possessions to be able to qualify for um like to be you know stats and points per possession. Yeah. But when they're on the floor together, they look really good. They got a real good chemistry. Uh, so I look for Bones to have a good night against Portland, which they got some guys that are missing on their second on their second unit. Mm-hmm. So I think Bones could take advantage of that and uh, have a big night. Uh, like I said, he's had fifteen plus and eight of the last eleven. Um, other than that. Uh, I think that would do it for my for what I like, which is pretty much a lot. Um, I was looking at Dame's assist in this game here. Um, he's kind of really taken on that facilitator role and like being a true point guard. I know we when we talk about Dame, it's about the guy can you know put the ball in the basket at will. But um, we take a look over his last five games on the season. He's averaging six point nine assists, but over his last five games, he's averaging nine point four assists for the Portland Trailblazers, and he's gone in uh, double digit uh, assist in three out of the last five games uh, for the uh, Portland Trailblazers, and he's had seven or more assists in let's see here five out of the last six games. He fell one short against Indiana in their last game. Um, but I think there's an opportunity where definitely shop around for this number because I'm starting I'm I'm starting to see the vague trying to starting to move towards Damian Lillard on that over on that assist. I see minus 132s out there, and I see as high as minus 150. So Damian Lillard here tonight over six and a half uh, assists for me is what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, also was looking at his three point prop here tonight as well. It's at three and a half at plus 135, but I think he's had a lot of success shooting the three ball against his Denver Nuggets team. And, you know, we talked about how they struggle on the defensive side of the basketball due to the Denver Nuggets. But Damian Lillard has knocked down four or more three-point shots in 
four out of the last five career games against the Denver Nuggets. So um, I like we mentioned, you know, both teams shoot the ball, the three ball efficiently. I think that's going to start here with uh, Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons here tonight. So uh, two guys that I'm looking at for three point props and then assist on Damian Lillard here tonight, uh, Delonte. Yeah, uh, I like I like those a lot. Um, also, something to monitor would be uh, I see that Drew said in the chat uh, Lillard has a double double in three of the last four. Uh, before it had a double double in three of the last four, so that you know is uh right in your um right with you with those assists and uh, might be worth a shot. I'm pretty sure his double double has to be a good plus price. Oh yeah, let me see if I can find. It has it. to be a good plus price. I see. Uh, people, uh, I was looking for it. I didn't see it. Mm. Plus four twenty. Yeah, I, that's worth a shot, man. I think that's worth a shot. It's going to be, although, you know, they their pace isn't, like you said, it's not like breakneck speed. But when they get the ball uh, in the half court, they are efficient. So mm-hmm. it could still be a lot of points um, in it. Just they score better on less possessions. Um, so that's something to watch out for. Uh, look out for Jamal Murray. Usually when he plays these top guards, he has like a pretty good night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know – uh, he's coming off the injury. He's been playing a lot, a lot better. Uh, but I think against Dane tonight, he'll, you know, take on that challenge. And uh, I would look for him over 19 and a half points. Uh, I think you can get reduced, like reduced juice, like 105, 106 on that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what you're looking for? I'm sorry. Uh, Jamal Murray points over. I think it's 19 and a half. I think I see minus 106, 107. Mm, I see it up to minus one ten now on oh, okay, some cool. books. Yeah, I mean uh, that's 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 still fun. This is general. Yeah. yeah, so I like that as well. Uh, Jeremy Grant, look at his rebounds too. Over. I know I'm, I'm liking a lot of props in this game. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of them. But Jeremy Grant, it's it's too juiced at four at uh, at four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like minus one sixty or something like that. But uh, I mean, if you if you like, he just doesn't rebound well. Um. Nurkic's going to take all the rebounds. Yeah. Um, but just something to look at. If you want to throw it in like a same game parlay or something like that, that's that's a piece that I would I would like is Jeremy Grant under rebounds. Um, other than that, that's all I got. All right. For, for the props. All right, let's close it out strong here with our lock and dog for the night here, uh, Delonte. Um, I'll let you lead off here, man. What do you got for your lock and dog? Um, for the lock, uh, I was going to have to pivot because I wanted to go um, – I wanted to go Miami uh, – I mean, I want to go Miami and a four, but obviously they're laying way more than that. So I'll go with uh, the Houston-San Antonio over. Okay. Um, we talked about it in links. Um, both teams don't play a lot of defense. Uh, there's going to be a lot of possessions in this game. A lot of possessions lead to a lot of points. They're going to be a lot of turnovers, easy baskets, uh, field goal percentage allowed, three-point percentage allowed, um, points allowed. They're all – both teams are bottom five. So I look for a lot of pace and a lot of points in this game. Uh, so for my lock, I'll go over, uh, let's see, 230 and a half. Is that what you got? 230 uh, Let me see. I see. Let me see on win bet. What do we got here? Um, I know it was starting to climb as we were talking yeah. about this. Too. Yeah, I think that too. I see a 230 and a half over yeah. on win bet. Yeah, okay. So I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll maybe uh, hopefully for a 120, maybe like 128. 120-ish game, yeah. I guess. So, uh, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, for the dog, I want to ride with you with the uh, with the Clippers, but I just – I'm not 100% sure if I want to do that. But for the dog, let's go with a player prop. Uh, let's okay. go with uh, Nurkic, double-double, plus 135. 
Um, I like that. Like it's like I said, he had he had one in five of the last eight. Uh, he's going to get a lot of opportunity. The only downside with anything when you're dealing with Nurkic is foul trouble, and yeah. he's going to. He usually gets up for uh, him him and Joker matchup. Uh, I don't think they necessarily like each other all that much, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I like Nurkic uh, double uh, double double uh, plus one thirty five plus one forty. You can shop around. It might be you might can find it higher than that, but consensus is about one thirty five one forty on it. So that would be what I'd go for my uh, lock and dog. What about you? Um, all right, <clears throat> for my lock, I'm gonna go with the over here as well, but I'm gonna go in the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers game. Mm-hmm. I know these two teams don't play at a very high pace, which kind of hurts the over, but they're a very um efficient team offensive wise. Um, and defensively, they're both bottom bottom five, bottom ten in the league. And I think that you'll see opportunities where three-point shots are going to be flying here tonight for both of these teams. And like I mentioned, they do make it at a def- at a very, very high clip where, at least percentage-wise, where Denver ranks number two in the entire league on the season and then Portland is number four. And again, allowing three, a three-point percentage allowed, Denver ranks number 20, Portland is at number 18 as well. And as far as makes go, 12 and uh, right around about 12 to 13 per game, which again is below league average. And again, you have guys that can put the ball in the basket, right? For Denver, you have talked about Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic, Aaron Gordon has been pretty good for them as well. Um, Bones Highland, like you mentioned, off the bench. Um, And then for the Portland side, a lot of lethal shooters, right? Damian Lillard, uh, Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant can fill the basket as well. Um, So they have Josh Hart can also knock down those corner three-point shots as well and finish around the basket. And like you mentioned, uh, what Portland was number five as far as uh, rim what was that rim uh, yeah rim, rim rate just uh, yeah. percentage of shots uh, taken yeah. at the rim uh, they take yeah. a lot of shots at the rim which so, could lead to free throws so that's yeah. just <clears throat> yeah so I'll take the over currently seeing it at two twenty seven and a half between the uh, Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers <clears throat> for my dog I'm gonna go with the player prop as well and that's going to be Jabari Smith over two and a half three point shots made here tonight currently seeing that at plus one ten. Um, He's done it in seven out of the last nine, or sorry, seven out of the last eight games for the Houston Rockets. And they're also going up against a team, like we talked about, that don't uh, defend the three ball very well or don't defend at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we want to say that, they are dead blast as far as three point percentage allowed at close to 40%. Are the Spurs? They also allow about 13 makes per game, which ranks number 25. So both of these teams are not very good at defending the three ball. Um, so Jabari Smith, where he's done it seven out of the last eight games, um, maybe without Kevin Porter Jr. tonight, so I think that's going to open up more shots for him as well. So I'll go Jabari Smith over two and a half, three-point shots made at plus 110 uh, against San Antonio Spurs as my dog here tonight. Looks good, man. Yeah, I, I didn't take that purposely because I knew you were probably gonna be on it. That was one. That was one of my. Yeah, that was one of mine too. Uh, but I'll be. I'll be on it with you though. I'll be. I'll yeah. be on both of those with you actually because I like the over in that. Um, in that Portland, um, Denver game as well. It's just, I just as far as the spread, I truly think it's like a perfect number. Like, it could pick them pretty much each way. I think it's that's a perfect number. And I think it's gonna be a lot of positions. Maybe a game that could go to overtime if it's you know. Just, I mean, it's hard yeah. to handicap. It's hard to handicap overtime, but I think it's going to be a, a pretty good. It's going to be a close game. I mean, yeah, like that's what, that's what I think. The two games or two out of three games here tonight have a spread of 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 one. Um, yeah. So I yeah, I think that it will, we'll see um, a, a closely uh, knit game here tonight for at least the Rockets and Spurs, and then uh, Portland and Denver here tonight. So yeah. definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, 
All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast uh, for these Thursday night games. Uh, anything else you want to get off your chest, uh, Delonte, before we get out of here? Uh, no, nah, man, we just got to get back on track. Um, last Thursday, we had a, like a great show. I think you hit your yeah. same game parlay. I was uh, I was a point, literally one point away from hitting a like 50 to one same game parlay. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, we'll get back on the right track. Uh, at least we're transparent, you know, letting everybody know when we win, when we lose. Uh you know, so it's real dollars being put behind these bits. Um, other than that, uh, we're just going to keep grinding it out, process over results, keep it going. Yeah, hopefully we can turn around here starting uh, on Thursday here. So um, hopefully we can carry that momentum into the weekend. Yep. Uh, all right, make sure to follow us on the uh, our Twitter account, SGPNNBA. Uh, make sure to follow Delonte on Twitter at XXLonte, L-O-N-T-E-X-X. Uh, follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Hey, continue sending in those uh, screenshots of your Spotify oh, rap yeah. season. If we, if we are in your top three, uh, we'll be giving out some merch. Uh, still trying to get through the logistics of that, but uh, we'll, we'll – Get some. Um, we'll pick some winners, and then we'll we'll get you out some merch or some merch credit to the uh, to the store over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow <clears throat> for the Friday games in the NBA. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm gonna.